This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go. This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston, and let's make some moolah this NFL season. Uh, For those of you that may or may not be familiar, player props are the great connector, the great conduit between fantasy football and sports betting. They're easy to understand. It's over-under. They're very black and white, and they're highly quantifiable, and that's why I love them, Brandon. Like they're my yeah. children every single week. <laughs> so it gives you an idea of what the odds makers are thinking. And it gives uh, the listener or the reader, the consumer out there, an idea of uh, where potential market inefficiencies could be, at least in our deep, dark, demented, and twisted minds. So let's go ahead and get into it here. Uh, but before we re- reveal our top five player props, uh, this upcoming NFL season pulled from various legal sports books across this fine U.S. of A. Uh, let's discuss a couple that just missed the cut, shall we? And two of them that were honorable mentions on my list. Mac Jones, under 13.5 interceptions. Pulled this one from DraftKings at minus 115. Uh, posted earlier this week, of course, after the Cam Newton news. And this one is a head-scratcher. It's the second-highest interceptions line out there available at legal sportsbooks. It's tied with Jared Goffel. And you cannot put Mac Jones in the same category as Goffel. Why? Because he's far more accurate. He is going to be uh, more poised, more in command, and more on the money compared to the Lions passer. And you know the, the dink-a-dunk style that New England likes to follow here, Brandon. Plus, uh, you look at Jones, he was as advertised in the preseason. Remember, he was number one among all FBS quarterbacks in adjusted completion percentage last year. He was QB six in that category during the preseason. And you know that uh, Bill Belichick is going to set him up uh, for success with a lot of those high percentage throws. So, uh, fade or follow, my man, to pull uh, a little theme from my other podcast that I do with the good sir Nathaniel Lundy, also called Fade the Noise. Uh, on my Mac Jones under 13.5 picks. Pull this one from DraftKings. Oh, good Lord, I'm following. Um, do you have any idea who led the league in interceptions last year? Uh, Daniel Jones. Drew Locke. He had 15. Ah. Carson ah. Wentz had 15. And the next highest was Kirk Cousins at 13. So 13 and a half out of the gate for an accurate quarterback who sees the field well, who puts the ball, you know, in, in – and is able to process the defensive information quickly, like just not going to happen. That's just, too, yeah. just too high of a number. Especially you look at Justin Herbert last year, he only had 10 interceptions. He probably pushed the ball downfield a lot more and t- probably is, you know, likely took a lot more chances last year than we'll see Mac Jones take this year. I just don't see him getting the 14 interceptions. All right. So you're on my side on that one. Uh, what about my other bonus time honorable mention and Antonio Brown and I'm taking the over on this one at 700.5 receiving yards actually featured this in my top props column this week available at ballysports.com uh, and fun buns I, I don't really get it now I, I know some of the prognosticators out there have uh, their forecasts under this uh, fantasy football today at 581 though Mike Clay's got him at 750 Jeff Ratcliffe projected for 739 you know Brown last season he was wide receiver 11 and yak per reception among all 
qualified, eligible wide receivers. And in eight games of the regular season, uh, he tallied 62 targets, 45 receptions, and 483 yards. That, my man, was 131 target, 95 catch, and 1,026-yard Pay so uh, I think this number is way too suppressed. Uh, knowing that the former house guest of Tom Brady, uh, right there on the same page with his quarterback, and you know Brady loves him some AB, much like AB loves himself some AB. Do you love yourself? The over with me on this seven hundred point five receiving yards prop pulled at DraftKings at minus one fifteen. Yeah, I think if he plays a full season, he's going to sail over this. I, I guess the only thing you worry about with Antonio Brown is the in, internal combusting uh, potential. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you the know, floor. There's just that's always the floor. something that is maybe potentially, you know, right around the corner to waylay him. Uh, I, If I'm pressed to take an over-under, I'll take the over. This is one I wouldn't probably touch just because of the volatility of Brown's personality. Uh, yeah, I can understand that a uh, guy that could you know fly off the handle in the blink of an eye. With that, let's get to it with another edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, again, what's uh, you know the recap here is it's best bets in my estimation, my favorite player props. Uh, Brandon doesn't really know where he resides on these. He's gonna you know address these in real time. Gut feeling. Uh, TYG special, as Nate Lundy would call it, a trust your gut. Uh, let's start off with Daniel Jones, my man. And uh, this is another one I wrote my column this week at BallySports.com and Top Props. Uh, love the under on 24. No Captain Hook. ER? Forgot about you on this one. Uh, but I'm still under on the 24 passing touchdowns. Pull this one from DraftKings. Minus 115. Uh, I said this before, and, you know, hilariously, uh, Joel Pinheiro, former Major League Baseball pitcher for the Mariners, St. Louis Cardinals, a couple other organizations, uh, he is an ardent supporter of the Faith and Noise radio show, and he, he does some work with you at The Athletic. And he was listening to the show yesterday, and, you know, I like to talk in hyperbolic terms all the stinking time. <laughs> and, and I said the Giants were going to be a bottom three offense in terms of total scoring this year. So Joel took offense to that and said, Brad is off his rocker because uh, you texted me after the show that Joel had texted you and said, <laughs> Bala Don Julio 1942 that Brad is wrong on this. And I'm like, wait a minute. He's, odds are in his favor. We got to come to a reach a compromise here. What a fair bet is. So I then uh, negotiated because that's what I do. Bottom five. And Joel, I guess, pushed back a little bit, but eventually took the bait and said, I'm in. So we got a ball at 1942 on the Giants under that. I, I, and I think Daniel Jones is going to be a, a primary reason for it. Uh, he was the third most pressure quarterback in the league last season under duress on 40.9% of his dropbacks. All the completion percentage categories, uh, a, a, just a disaster. They were abysmal. Kenny Galladay is already doing with soft tissue issues. Evan Ingram may land on the pup list. Saquon Barkley's not healthy. The offensive line is still a turnstile. I mean, what is there to like about the Giants? Nothing. There is no way he's going to get to 25 passing touchdowns. So, fade or follow my under Daniel Jones, 24 passing touchdowns at DraftKings minus 115. Oh, I'm going to shock you here. I'm going to fade you. I think he gets to 25. Um, really? And here's my re- yeah, here's my reasoning. He has Saquon Barkley back, and I think that's a massive help uh, to him and to him dealing with opposing defenses. He had 24 touchdowns in 13 games. 
the year prior to last year, which was when he had basically close to a full season of Saquon. I think it opens up play action, opens up a threat out of the backfield that he can utilize. Uh, they, this is a team that now has Kenny Galladay in the mix. Yes, he's dealing with soft tissue issues, but he's expected to be ready to go for the season. So is Saquon Barkley. It may not be a bunch of touchdowns early in the year, but I could see them getting rolling enough to get over for 17 games. And really, Daniel Jones, kind of in a Tua situation. It's, what do you got, Daniel Jones? Are you our quarterback, or are we drafting a new one next year? They're not bringing in Mike Glennon halfway through. It's going bad. They're going to let Daniel Jones go down with the ship. Oh, no. Well, Mr. Pinheiro, enjoy your Don Julio 42. Number four. All right, marching on. Next up here on the list of my favorite player props this season, give me the over on Alvin Kamara, 70.5 receptions. Uh, this one available at DraftKings, and the juice of minus 125 for those new to sports betting. you got to put $125 down if you want to win 100 in the event this cashes, meaning he gets 71 or more catches this season, which he's done consistently in his NFL career. 82, 81, 81, 83. First four years in the league, those are the catch totals he has racked up each season. And what's really going to change here? I know you're going from Drew Brees to Jameis Winston, but Jameis Winston, a couple of years ago when he was the main man in Tampa Bay, threw often to his running backs, and he's going to do that to Kamara, who I think is going to lead all running backs in target share. He had the most missed tackles forced of any uh, receiving back in the league last season, 20 in total. Uh, a guy that is just going to continuously rack up catch after catch after catch. He was number one in yards per route run. Uh, again, in last season, number one in overall target share at 22.3% with 103 total targets. Uh, it's pretty much unanimous across the industry. Everybody's got to project anywhere between 75 to 85 catches. And Brandon, I think he's going to be right where he left off uh, last year, the year before that, the year before that, and the year before that, somewhere in the low 80s when the dust settles this season, especially with the added Game. So, fade or follow, Alvin Kamara over 70.5 catches, DraftKings minus 125. Oh, I'm following. Uh, you can argue that Alvin Kamara, there's nobody more important to their team on offense in a fantasy draft. If Alvin Kamara's off the table, you might not hear a Saint in a 12-team league even get drafted. Maybe Marquez Callaway late, but uh, that's it. And who's Marquez Callaway? Someone who hasn't proven himself yet. There is a whole bunch of of nothing right now in terms of track record on the offense for the Saints. And when Michael Thomas comes back, that'll help. But it's all Alvin Kamara, and I'm willing to bet you no one knows more about a uh, four-year straight of 80-plus catches than Alvin Kamara. I'm sure he's not looking to have that streak end this year. So, yeah, I think he uh, wants that streak to continue, and I think the Saints are very willing to facilitate that. Yeah, and this is why he is arguably a top-five overall selection in PPR drafts. If you have won this Labor Day weekend, this one's just silly. Again, Alvin Kamara, fly the flair de Number three. All right, moving on. Let's go to the nation's capital. Let's talk about Terry McLaurin. And Brandon, I don't know about you, but I have, it seems like dozens of shares of him, whether in best uh, best ball, season-long traditional fantasy football drafts. I've been targeting him consistently in round three or the early person of round four, and I'm very satisfied with having Scary Terry as my wide receiver one in a 12-team or deeper league. And here is a player prop. Pull this one from Bet Rivers. Over or under 1,150.5 receiving yards. And, of course, I broke out the the sledgehammer on the over on this. 
Uh, I think he's a guy that's going to be right around 1,300 uh, receiving yards here this season, going in the you know different direction with Ryan Fitzmagic now as his quarterback. Remember last season at 15 games played, he had 134 targets, 87 catches, 1,118 yards, just the four receiving touchdowns, but he was wide receiver 77 in catchable target rate. Uh, again, thank you, Alex Smith and various other shoddy quarterbacks. Uh, he was number 13 in unrealized air yards. All that's going to change. With Fitzpatrick under center for this Washington Fighting Footballs Club, McLaurin's one of the best in the NFL after the catch. He was wide receiver six and yards after the catch last season. So with the improved QB play, with the aggressiveness of Fitzpatrick, with McLaurin's skills, which are going to you know just flourish, and a man that loves uh, to stretch the field, he was uh, wide receiver three in total air yard share at 41.2% last season. Uh, I think this one's going to cash with ease. And just for comparison's sake, you got a points bet, that's 100 yards higher. It's 1,250.5. So phenomenal value at Bet Rivers on this. So fade or follow Terry McLaurin over 1,150.5 yards minus 115 at Bet Rivers. Yeah, I'm going to follow. I'm not sledgehammering it, though. Oh, come on. I mean, he's missed two games in one game. He's missed games uh, in his career, and you always have to worry about that. You also have a, a, a better compliment to him in that receiving core in Curtis Samuel. And, then, you know, from all accounts, he uh, at Ryan Fitzpatrick is also liking Adam Humphreys in the slot an awful lot as well. Antonio Gibson gets a little bit more run in the passing game. But um, Nick McLaurin's just a stud, and that's what it comes down to. He's just a real-life stud, and he's he's overcome – Maybe the worst quarterbacking situation of the last two years that any anybody can claim to, and that's I'm even looking at you, Allen Robinson. I know you're close, but Terry McLaurin, <laughs> you got somebody that can take advantage of you, unlock you vertically better than anybody else has, and yeah, I I think he's going to be uh, a high target guy, and also a guy that's going to get uh, you know appreciable yards per catch. He had 15.8 yards per catch as a rookie. It was down to 12.9 last year. I think he's going to push closer to that 15 mark this year. Oh, man, I am uh, McLovin' it with McLaurin this season, Brandon. I'm shocked that you're not breaking out the sledgehammer, but he shall prevail. Number two. Moving on, let's stay in the NFC East. So let's talk about uh, one of the rivals of the Washington Fighting Footballs, the Dallas Cowboys. Going to be in action on Thursday night in the opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers including this gentleman, Amari Cooper. And, Brandon, I am taking the under, and aggressively so, on his 1,200.5 receiving yards prop I pulled from FanDuel minus 115. Uh, this one just doesn't make any damn sense. Uh, you look, I mean, seriously, he's never <laughs> yeah, done he's, this. He's never done it. Never. <laughs> never. I mean, he had a hell of a year last year. Uh, without Dak for a large chunk of it, you know, he had 130 targets, 92 catches, 1,114 yards, and five touchdowns in 16 games. But even with a full season of Dak, I don't think he would have gotten there. Not when he got Michael Gallup, not when he got CeeDee Lamb, who's probably going to emerge as the alpha uh, within this wide receiver core. Yeah, he's going to show some improvement on his number 45 ranking catchable target rate from last season. He was number 14 in that category in 2019, but he was still short in 2019 with 1,189. I look at Mike Clay, he's got a projected for 1,171. Jeff Ratcliffe, 1,070. Fantasy Football Today, 1,138. And he's coming off ankle surgery, and I think it could be sluggish, slow going for him early in the season with all of the camp time and, of course, the preseason he missed in its entirety. So 
what am I missing here on Amari Cooper? Again, well under 1,200.5 receiving yards. I think you're with me. I am absolutely with you. And I, I think, you know, I, I'm expecting there to be a bit of a changing of the guard with C.D. Lamb kind of becoming the alpha. I, they might they might parallel each other for a little while, but I expect C.D. Lamb to pull away. Um, I, I, I just I'm surprised that a guy who's been in this offense for three years and yes, Dak was hurt last year, but the two years prior, he never got to 1200 yards in full seasons with Dak. Um, and when you look at Michael Gallup and CD lamb needing to be fed and the fact that Ezekiel Elliott gets his 50 plus catches, um, I just don't see it rising that high. Definitely think he'll get over a thousand. It's he's Mr. Reliable for that, but 1200 eclipsing that after six years of not doing it. No, I can't see it happening now. Uh, I'm not buying it at all. Uh, let's do a little prop two game of head to head. you got a fantasy draft this weekend at a half point PPR. Who do you take Amari Cooper or Robert Woods? I'm taking Robert Woods. 100% Robert Woods. Uh, Amari Cooper or Mike Evans? I got Mike Evans one spot ahead of Cooper. I I can't shun my cousin. Of course I'm taking Mike Evans. Uh, What about Amari Cooper or Tyler Lockett? Uh, Tyler Lockett, two spots behind Cooper. Mm, Yeah, I've got Lockett behind Cooper as well. But push comes to shove, Brandon. I know, I know. That's what gun to your head in the draft. Sometimes you do uh, things that don't always align with where you think you have everybody ranked. Uh, especially when tequila is flowing and very influential in your decision making. Yeah, I'd probably shy away from Cooper, but I do have Cooper right now ahead in my ranks. Number one. All right, my top player prop pick. Period into story. It is unrivaled, it is unparalleled, it is unquestioned. It is the over on Najee Harris, 44 and a half receptions, minus 115. And this is a gift from the Gambling Gods, available only at DraftKings Sportsbook, Funston. Again, another one that's just, it vexes me. I, I don't understand where the odds makers are pulling this line from. I think they're pulling it out of their ass. And maybe because they have no data to back it up because he played last season for Alabama, but he can run every route on the route tree. Every branch, he's got it. He worked outside, he worked in the slot, he was working in motion in Nick Saban's offense, and he had a high catch rate last year. He is uh, a guy that gets appreciable yak after the catch. And, you know, Mike Tomlin's made it no secret. They brought him in when they were vetting him during the NFL draft process. Uh, You know, they fawned over him. They said, yeah, we're going to utilize you the same way you were utilized uh, there in Tuscaloosa, which means all over the place. And you got a shoddy offensive line that's largely transparent, uh, which means big Ben Roethlisberger, stone statue in the pocket, is going to have to have a safety blanket to throw to, and the binky is going to be Najee Harris. So 44 and a half catches. I said this before, and I'll quadruple down on it. I think he catches 70-plus balls in his rookie season. He is the new Le'Veon Bell in the Steel City, and that's why I'm, again, breaking out the sledgehammer on that over 44 and a half catches please tell me you're with me uh, i'm with you i yeah i think he gets to 50 look at he may have the highest percentage of uh snap share in among running backs this year i don't know that you're going to see benny snell or anthony mcfarland who's hurt yeah, he's on the pup uh, playing list, right? at all. Yeah. And one thing you know about Pittsburgh in the past is they always like to throw to their running back. And last year they were down towards the bottom because they didn't have a good guy to throw the ball to. They only had 60 running back catches last year. The previous four years they had anywhere from 88 to 100 every year. And that's what they like to do. They like to have that guy that 
is their bell cow that can catch the ball. As you mentioned, Le'Veon Bell, and even when James Conner was healthy, was great receiver out of the backfield. And there's been other guys in the past that they've liked to to throw the ball to as well. So, yeah, I expect uh, that Mike Tomlin wants to get back to what they were doing the years before uh, they hit the wall last year. Definitely think that Najee goes over. All right, let's do the impromptu game ahead-to-head. You're drafting this weekend near the turn. Uh, you want a running back. Who do you go with, Najee Harris or Antonio Gibson? Yeah, they're linked at the hip uh, for me, and I, you know, I wouldn't be mind just double-tapping that at the turn. So give, me, give me them both, but I have Gibson one spot ahead of Najee. Ooh, double-tapa-tapa-tapa. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm down. <laughs> I'm ready to party, Brandon. I can get down with a menage trois of me, Harris, and Gibson as well. But, no, I'm with you. I'm going to go Najee Harris. Uh, what about Najee Harris or rub a You're not with me. I went Antonio Gibson. You went Najee Harris. Oh, oh, well, I, I thought I heard you say Najee Harris. Well, that is the incorrect <laughs> answer if you're going to Antonio Gibson, Brandon. Uh, what about Najee Harris or Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb, one spot behind uh, Najee Harris because, you know, largely because of that uh, receiving discrepancy between the two of them. Okay, ding, 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 ding. That's a winner. You got that one correct. Last one, Najee Harris or Saquon Barkley? I'm going to go Saquon. No! (laughs) (laughs) No, again, the the popular theme of today's pod, other than the fact that I'm blowing my bankroll, fade the Giants! Fade them all. I want nothing to do with this franchise because I need to win a bottle of 1942 from a former Major League Baseball pitcher. I guess you have no comment. (laughs) I thought you – sorry. I thought you were uh, calling it good on that segment. Um, Yeah, you know what? Funny you should bring up that 1942. I I went and looked it up. That's a that's a pricey little bottle of tequila. It's like 150 to 180 bucks, right? Yeah, and Joel Joel made a uh, quite a bit of cash in Major League Baseball, more so than I made in my fantasy football career in media. <laughs> but whatever, that's um, probably it, true. Yeah, he set the he set the bar, so that's the way I gotta go. Uh, after that awkward silence, uh, you know, I think Brandon and I both had brain farts. Uh, we need to readjust, which means we got to get out of here. Uh, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Pod. Uh, please follow uh, Funston on Twitter at Brandon Funston. You can follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly enjoy your Labor Day weekend? Week one begins next week. We'll have multiple episodes. In fact, next week to get you prepared to hopefully get you a W out of the gate. Until next time, as always, Adios! Amigos!